Hello, America and world. I am Robert Reese. Welcome to the CEO Show and welcome our special guest at IdeaGen at the United Nations today, which is Deepak Chopra. So good to see you, Deepak. Thank you, Robert. Great to be with you. And, and Deepak, I, I want to start off and talk about the world. It's changed so much over the past couple of years. What would you say if you were to look at the challenges and the opportunities that the world is having today? Well, I think uh, we have to look at the world very realistically and realize that we are at a crossroads right now. And that crossroads is uh, an opportunity for all of us to take the road less traveled because the road that we've traveled so far has led to a planet which has unsustainable climate change, extinction of species, uh, mechanized ways of killing each other and ourselves. Very barbaric. We haven't um, learned how to solve problems creatively. And yet we have unbelievable infinite creativity in technology, even diabolical technology, the creation of atomic weapons, biological warfare, cyber warfare, on and on. We have failed as a species because we are now facing social and economic injustice. We are facing a planet that is uh, ready for extinction. And as humans, we are responsible for this. We are sleepwalking to extinction. So that's the dark side of what's happening today. The bright side is that this could all be what is called a phase transition and a quantum leap in human creativity and in human imagination and in human emergence. This could be an opportunity for all of us to actually take the road less traveled so we can create a critical mass of consciousness in the world that is moving in the direction of a more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier, and joyful world. It's up to us right now. We have the technology, by the way, not only to destroy the world, we have the technology to heal the world. That technology is what we're using right now. You know, we are participating right now on the internet in the global brain. If you want to know the human condition, just go to the internet and you'll see everything from sacred to profane, divine to diabolical, and, you know, everything that the human condition represents is projected there. But right now, what the projection is quite ugly. And yet, you know, when there's phase transition, phase transition means a new story is born. There's the death of an old story and the resurrection of a new story, new meaning, new perceptions, new relationships, new archetypes, new imagination, new context. Then we can have the emergence of a new reality. Social scientists talk about emergence. Emergence happens when there's shared vision, shared vision, in this case, more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier and joyful world when there is maximum diversity of uh, education, but also maximum diversity of talent and storytellers and poets and songwriters and entertainers and people in the world of education and the world of business and corporations, maximum diversity. 
of also gender and race and nationality, when everyone comes together around a shared vision, they bond emotionally, they have maximum diversity, and they complement each other's strengths, then a new world is born. So my, my, my hope is or that we'll find a creative solution to all the problems that we have created as a human species. Only we can solve them, but not at the level at which they were created. We have to move and transcend the level at which these problems were created. So, uh, Deepak, there is a lot to unpack in, in what you've said. And let's think about CEOs. And it's something you and I have, have spoken about many times. And, and you've been such a wonderful ally in paving the way, which, which you talk about this road less traveled, for CEOs to build a world. And here's what you and I have discussed, of peace and prosperity. So talk about what you believe, Deepak, that CEOs can do specifically to help pave this path to peace and prosperity. Well, CEOs, the word CEO is, of course, an acronym for Chief Executive Officer. And so you can be the CEO of your own body and mind. You can be the CEO of your family. You can be the CEO of your community. You can be the CEO of your business. You can be the CEO of a country. And you can be even the CEO or one of the CEOs for a global family. And CEOs, I have always used the acronym, should come from a place of leadership that is coming from the deepest parts of our being or awareness or soul. CEOs have to have uh, uh, a deep listening of the zeitgeist, the collective conversation that's happening in the world right now. And the collective conversation is war and terror and all the things I've mentioned. So CEOs have to be alert to the collective conversation Conversation. They have to share their vision with their colleagues and their teammates, not their followers, because CEOs and their teams are entangled. The CEO represents the team and the team represents the CEO. And actually, the CEO, in a way, is the soul of the organization. So listening through the mind, listening through the flesh, listening through the heart, listening in deep stillness, creating a vision. That's first step, L. E, um, using the acronym leaders, emotional intelligence, empathy, compassion, love, but also uh, actually understanding our own emotions, understanding the emotions of the other, and communicating in a way that brings peace and creativity and a new imagination. That's E. A expanding our awareness beyond the fight-flight response, beyond the reactive response, uh, into what was called the restful awareness response, the intuitive response. Intuition is a form of intelligence that is contextual, relational, holistic, doesn't have a win-lose orientation, eavesdrops on the collective aspirations and longings of humans. 
So A stands for going beyond restful awareness and reactivity into intuition and then creativity and higher vision and transcendence because each of these states brings about a new reality. Consciousness creates its own reality and reality is different in different stages of consciousness. So expanding your awareness. You know, when people have very constricted awareness, they just talk about other people. So, you know, that's a small mind. When people have um, expanded awareness, um, then uh, that's a bigger mind. And then they talk about lofty ideas. Um, but if your awareness is unbounded uh, and transcendent, then uh, you don't need to talk about people or even lofty ideas. You just have to have a shared vision and you have to execute that vision. And that vision transcends everybody's stories because it's a longing that we all have. So that's what awareness is when we expand our awareness. D stands for doing and dreaming. A dream that is not executed remains a dream. But a dream that is executed becomes reality. So I say CEOs must not only dream, but execute what are called SMART goals. S stands for stretch more than you can reach. Otherwise, what's the dream for? M stands for make everything measurable. A, make uh, sure that your team agrees with you in your vision. R, keep a record of your progress. And T, create a time limit. So that's the, the acronym moving forward, dreaming and doing. The next E, L-E-A-D-E, is empowerment. <clears throat> you have to empower your colleagues, not only yourself. You have to be immune to criticism, but responsive to feedback. You have to feel that you have as much creativity as anyone else. You're not beneath anyone, but you're not superior to anyone. And identity comes from the deeper self, which is totally fearless. So that's empowerment. L-E-A-D-E-R, R is responsibility. CEOs have to ensure that they are responsible for their mental hygiene, their physical hygiene, and uh, they have to make sure that they're physically, mentally, emotionally able to regulate their biology. And that is responsibility for sleep, stress management, emotional resilience, grounding, biological rhythms, connection with nature. And the last step is synchronicity. When you actually shift your identity from your ego to your true self, then something magical happens. And that's called synchronicity or good luck or being at the right place at the right time. Spiritual people say a state of grace. So that's the complete acronym for how CEOs can not only transform themselves, but transform the world. And you've certainly given us all, Deepak, here on, um, on October 27, 2022. You've given everyone a PhD in leaders and what CEOs need to do. While we're here at IdeaGen, um, there's, there's clearly a divide in people. And we're trying to somehow find a middle ground where there's harmony. How, what are the first steps in creating this shared vision and expanded awareness? What can everyone do from, you mentioned CEOs, ambassadors, students, 
anyone so we can move towards more of a harmony in the world. What we see in the world today as disharmony is a conflict of ideas, whether they're religious ideas or ideas about the best way to structure society, political ideologies, also economic ideologies, religious ideologies. These are at the heart of every conflict in the world and therefore lack of harmony in the world. My experience is that if somebody is programmed in a particular ideology, and we all are, then you will never change another person's ideology. The, the right wing will have their ideology, the left wing will have their ideology. And so too, you know, religious people interpret religious experience slightly differently, and that becomes a source of conflict, although the experience itself is universal. So forget about transforming your uh, ideological adversaries and having a victory. Even if you have a victory, it will be short-lived. So if you want a creative solution, you have to go beyond ideology. And then there are certain steps. You have to treat your adversary with respect. You have to practice the principles of emotional intelligence. You have to refrain from belligerence. You have to be ready to forgive and ready to ask for forgiveness. You have to be prepared not to prove the other person wrong. They'll never forgive you. You have to also refrain from ideological or religious arguments, and you have to recognize that there's fear on all sides. Now, once you recognize the basis of conflict resolution, then you ask yourself, let's say if the conflicts continued in the world, you know, wherever, Russia and Ukraine and India and Pakistan and Israel and Gaza and on and on, Northern Ireland and wherever you look, you know, Iran, um, uh, there is conflict and you have to ask yourself what would happen in five years if we stayed as is or got worse what would happen to our economy what would happen to the state of prosperity what would happen to the education of our children what would happen to our ability to achieve worthy goals what would happen to our communities in terms of peace and prosperity, if the conflict continued. If, on the other hand, it was solved through a process of creativity and economic partnerships and refraining from ideological uh, arguments and conflict, what would happen? You should ask yourself that. You earlier the emergence of a new story. But you need these principles and understand that you cannot fight darkness, you can only bring the light. And any time there's a conflict, there's darkness on both sides. That is a pretty, pretty powerful statement about not being able to fight darkness, only have the light. I, I want to ask you, this is really the, the final question, but Many people have learned from you about meditation. Many CEOs that you and I know are A-types, and it's very hard to actually relax and think clearly. And I'm just wondering, 
it's almost a tongue in cheek question for you, Deepak, which you know we've spoken about many times before. But what are the first steps for someone who maybe has a hard time relaxing and meditating and thinking clearly? And maybe everyone right now in IdeaGen in, in the United Nations can try at your suggestion. They can use what I call the STOP formula, S-T-O-P. So before reacting to any situation or any stressful circumstance, um, you stop. S-T-O-P. S stands for stop. T stands for take three deep breaths and smile from your head to your toes. This stimulates the vagus nerve, which is the healing nerve in your body. A lot of evidence that smiling changes your biology, especially if you imagine smiling from your head to your toes. Everything is smiling. Your nose, your lips, your tongue, your ears, your neck, your heart, your fingernails, your genitalia. Everything is smiling. So T, take three deep breaths and smile. O, observe your body, the sensations. Observe the environment without judgment. And then P, proceed with awareness and compassion, S-T-O-P. If that's too much, just press the pause button and watch your reaction to react. That is the highest intelligence. The highest intelligence is the ability to observe yourself without judging yourself. And you just have to practice that. And then you can do the other more formal types of meditation and mindful awareness. On that inspirational note, Deepak, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone think about respect, which is a word that really emerged from this discussion. Always Robert. a pleasure. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday to Ellen, to your mother as well. Oh, there you go. You made my day. Great seeing you again. Thanks so much. Thank Deepak. you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Very happy.